0: You know that the Percolator is separate from the Archive now?
1: I do. It's completely separate. (laughs) I am subscribed to both.
0: Okay. Good. I wasn't subscribed for like a month or two to the (laughs) Percolator because I got a new phone and it was a while (laughs) later that I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So I like that you guys
1: separated it, but I wish you kept it on the same feed because the two different Mm. feeds is, you know, and then you can skip the Percolator (laughs) if you don't want to listen to the Percolator,
0: but... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mixed on that. Like the only thing is like when, because you only have five or six or something when you go to look at it and you only see two episodes, uh, plus the percolators, it's like, I just want people to be able to scroll through and be able to see, see all the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I, I just think that there are a lot of, People who just might not... I, it, we don't have a lot of listeners. I don't know why I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, could, we could literally just group text our listeners and see <laughs> what they
2: <laughs> prefer. What are your preferences <laughs> regarding the Percolator?
0: <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, Mike and Ashley have differing opinions, so we're stuck. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> We are we at a draw. Uh, well, this is the Percolator. It's, we're in the Prefatorium. But it is the Percolator episode, the Percolator show. Yes. And do we have any comments? We do. I'm excited about these comments. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that Adam is not here to be a part of these, not because there are a lot of them, which I know excites him, uh, but because... The quality. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's all about quality. Uh, the first comment, well, before we get too far, we can't even go into the comments without um, introducing our guest. Oh, yeah, we have an important right. show matter. Yeah. Now, this is the part where Drew would say, please do not speak until you are introduced.
1: No, the, uh, this is the part hey. where, with me, <laughs> Drew would say, please don't speak at all. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. That's On behalf true. of Drew, why are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Today we have Travis Randolph. Host of St. Louis's most popular podcast, Eat Me in St. Louis.
1: <laughs> and One of St. Louis's top five food review podcasts.
2: <laughs> and former guest archivist.
1: Yeah. Famously. Infamously.
0: <laughs> you might remember him from the murders episode. Or the wine episode. But uh-huh. you probably uh- remember the murders episode. <laughs>
2: It's true. You know, for as much grief as Drew gives the murder episode, you think he should be offsetting that by like talking about how great the wine episode was. Yeah. yeah so really, respect. yeah, this all falls back on Drew. I
1: thought you were going to say Drew, should, for how much he hates that episode, you would think he would be here to make sure I don't say <laughs> anything like that right. this time around.
0: No, he's accepted that we're going to talk about it, but he doesn't want to be a part of it. We're that uh, this week's. Episode coming up is going to be talking about Manson. Marilyn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The new DJ. The 50th anniversary (laughs) of. Manson, Marilyn. The time Marilyn Manson uh, was accused of being the kid from the Wonder Years. Yes. Hey, did you know that he took two ribs out? I have heard
0: that. I heard that from my uncle who works for Nintendo. (laughs)
2: Nintendo. Uh, yes, well, welcome back, Travis. Thank you. Um, I hope you have some uh, perspective on these comments that we're about to share.
1: So, okay, I've got to <laughs> reveal this to you before you even get to the comments. It's a while back... Um, you had a special guest on in place of Adam, and the only time I've ever commented on an episode is I posed as a Japanese uh, female fan <laughs> and said that I hoped that they had they replaced Adam permanently. <laughs> and so I just I, w- I figured I would wait until I came back on to like come clean about that. Right, I quick like
0: question. It. Were you like, hey, Japanese female fan here? I hate Adam. (laughs) No, my name was
1: like Yuki or something, and I used a lot of emojis. I think it was actually (laughs) Chelsea. Chelsea came on, and I was like, I really like Chelsea. She is a much better fourth host than Adam (laughs) ever was.
2: So sorry, Adam. Playing the long game. I like that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting that you say that because we have a comment from another un- <laughs> another <laughs> Japanese fan who hates Adam. <laughs> That's a tease for a comment that we'll get to. But uh, we're going to start it off with a comment on a previous episode of The Percolator. That comes from Mike Westfall. Mike Westfall. This was on the episode called The Meat Spot. Where we, uh, where you, Nick, and others forced me to watch the Cats trailer. I did not force you to watch that. That's that's true. I didn't you, want you to in that nearby at all. <laughs> well, Mike has some thoughts on this. He says, how I like to describe Cats to someone who asks what Cats is about. Imagine the opening theme song to Zubilee Zoo was two hours long. <laughs> I love
0: that description.
2: So I went back and revisited the opening to Zubilee Zoo, and he's absolutely right. It is remarkable. I mean, Zubilee Zoo actually looks better than Cats, so I would prefer to see two hours of Zubilee Zoo. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the similarities are striking. We'll I wonder, put that into show notes. I wonder how many
0: times Mike has said that when people just said,
2: do you like Cats? not knowing that they were just talking about cats. Cats (laughs) Travis, have you ever seen cats? Uh, I have not seen
1: cats. I've not seen the musical. I've not seen the movie, obviously, but yeah. um, So my, my wife has seen cats and she was like, you're not going to believe what cats is actually about. (laughs) Uh, She goes, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. You have to go see the movie. And then it was 15 seconds later. She goes, "It's too weird. I have to spoil it for you. <laughs> and so now I know what Cats is about at least. Can you tell us? Um, isn't it about cats wishing for their death so they get brought back to a better life? I mean, that's the synopsis I was given. Yeah, Beats me. <laughs> yeah. That's as good as anything <laughs> I've got to go I guess.
0: on. Yes. I don't know. I am so familiar with it, but at the same time, Adam's description and her description sync up a little bit mm. and I uh I would trust Hannah over Adam I oh without a doubt <laughs> so after
1: seeing the trailer and then hearing her synopsis I couldn't have more opposite ends of the spectrum like the trailer makes me never want to see or hear about it again but her synopsis of what cats <laughs> is great. I'm like that sounds amazing Show me that movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> James Corden can dress however he wants to, (laughs) as long as that's the story he's trying
2: to tell. Uh, We also got another comment from Mike. Uh, This was on the latest episode of The Percolator, in which we discussed, uh, with quiet nuance, the third season of Stranger Things. That was a very friendly conversation. that (laughs) (laughs) Will not go down in any notoriety uh, ever. Mike says, my least favorite part of Stranger Things 3... Is not getting an update on Eleven's punk friends who looked like they were from Double Dragon in that one episode of season two that everyone else hated, but I loved. He has a way with words. He does.
1: I'm like after the backlash of that episode of season two, I'm surprised they didn't treat those teens like Poochie from The Simpsons. <laughs> they
2: were like, they died all the way back to their apartment.
0: <laughs> the end.
2: That's what they're saving for season four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we have one other comment, and this was posted in response to the first volume of our Quentin Tarantino episode. And it comes from our good friend Venetian Rendezvous. Ooh. Welcome back to the comments, Venetian Rendezvous. Uh, always full of fun insight. So uh and this is gonna be no different. He says, Archivers, I was very happy to see a Tarantino episode, because I am in the midst of rewatching all of his movies chronologically by release leading up to me seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood sometime in the near future. Like most of you, I was an adolescent when Pulp Fiction was released. I remember my group of friends getting ourselves pumped to go see it. I knew there was a buzz around it, but I didn't know why or even what it was about. I decided to see what I could find out on the late 1994 information superhighway. There was no Google hell i don't think i even had a web browser until 95 or 96 which means i think i used a gopher client to find what i was looking for remember those i do an actual gopher yes i remember Just them. Sent them out there okay it's called pulp fiction go, go. buddy <laughs> um anyway that's a long way to say that pulp fiction was the first movie i ever looked up on the internet and now i'm commenting on a podcast episode with ease look how far we've come what I noticed in my rewatch of Pulp Fiction and <laughs> Reservoir Dogs was how much of an impression it made on Teenage Me. I hadn't seen either of those movies in probably 20 years, but I couldn't believe how much the dialogue made me cringe. Not because it hadn't aged well, certain scenes excluded, but I cringed because those were lines and expressions Teenage Me would repeat in social groups to try to come off as cool. Oh, yeah. Especially with Reservoir Dogs, because not everyone my age had seen that yet. I saw it, more, I saw it as more obscure at the time, and therefore less people who realized I was just taped I was just aping a popular movie. And, and that's fair. That absolutely was more obscure at the time and you were a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shit my poor friends had to put up with. Yikes. My t- personal experiences aside, there are so many moments in both those films that are ingrained in our popular culture now. I'm hard-pressed to think of another one-two punch that a new director came out with that had such an impact. Those are my thoughts. No question this time around. Looking forward to your follow-up episode. Episodes? Thank you, Venetian Rendezvous. Yeah. One quick correction. Uh, Adam and I
0: were not adolescents. We were young adults, <laughs> but otherwise
2: it's everything I agree with. Uh, the one two punch thing reminded me that, uh, I think the first, no, it wasn't the first time. The second time I saw Pulp Fiction was actually a double feature of Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Really? That, that played in the summer of 95 at the Tivoli, the newly at that, at that point reopened Tivoli theater. Um, it was yeah. my first trip to the Tivoli and first time seeing *Reservoir Dogs* in the theater. That's great. And yeah, my hometown didn't have a art house theater,
0: so mm. we didn't ha- we weren't as cool as you. My I'm hometown
1: saying. didn't have a movie theater, <laughs> so uh, I I didn't get to see that until much later in life.
2: You didn't get to see a movie theater until <laughs> yeah. Much later. I didn't get to see a movie until <laughs> so much later. Uh, okay, those are the comments for this week. Uh, I guess it's time to steep. Let's steep. Travis, it's customary. It's tradition here. The, famously, we always invite our guests to be the first to share whatever percolations they might have. And they better be good.
1: <laughs> um. So right now I am preparing for a trip coming up this weekend where I am going to the Iowa State Fair for the first time. Just because they have an entire page on their website dedicated to foods on a stick, um, <laughs> and I I couldn't be more excited about that. So that's what I've been thinking
0: about a lot All with right. good reason. Yeah, that's a great percolation. I want to hear your top five foods on a stick.
1: Um, it would have to be uh, corn dog. Wait, number five. Ooh, uh, reverse order. Um, the deep fried, uh, Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. too much. Like I'll put Do it Do they put that
2: on a stick? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, okay. it's, it's I've fried. had it on a You've
0: plate. Gotta but... pull it out of the fryer, I think. So. Oh, okay.
1: Um, Texas has uh deep fried beer, which I really want to try. And they put that on a stick. I It's Wait. just batter, like soaked in
0: beer and then they deep fry it. But... Okay. Cause I was picturing a can of beer
2: <laughs> <laughs> dropped into a deep fryer crunch into it.
0: <laughs> and it would probably explode on impact, but yeah. still that sounds like Texas, right?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I've heard great things about a key lime pie they have on a yeah. stick that they dip in chocolate. So excited about that. Yeah sure. Um corn dogs would be my number two. And then uh yeah, number one, uh probably uh like s'mores if you count the marshmallow because you roast that on a stick all right yeah
2: yeah okay do they serve s'mores at the iowa state fair
1: i'm sure i'm sure they make a full s'more they batter it they deep fry it (laughs) and then they put it on a stick
0: put it inside a a can of beer
2: (laughs) it's the turducken of fair food (laughs) that's beautiful Will there be any coverage of this uh, on Eat Me in St. Louis? Ooh, yeah. I'll make you do a special episode since
1: we have to talk about your trip to London. We'll talk about my trip to the Iowa State (laughs) Fair.
0: Travis was totally on board for me talking about my trip to London until he found out that I didn't go to the KFC in London, which... (laughs) advertised 100% British chicken, and then he was just like, why even bother?
1: (laughs) Do you know my biggest disappointment in his trip to London? I asked him before he went, I was like, I just want you to go up to any counter anywhere and order a muffin because I want to know if they give you an English muffin by default.
0: I forgot. And you failed him on that front,
2: too? I know. (laughs) Jesus, Nick. Why would you even travel?
0: (laughs) Terrible podcast co-host
1: yeah i mean when i when i go up and i ask for cheese i always just ask for cheese to make sure they give me american by default so (laughs)
2: that's a good analogy i like that uh I understand you also have some other travel plans. I, do you want me works. to talk
1: about Walt Disney? Is that where this I always is going to <laughs> talk
2: about Walt Disney World?
1: Yeah. So I've got a trip to Disney coming up. Uh, we are going to Harry Potter World at Universal mm-hmm. one day, and then we're doing Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Um, my wife has never been to Disney. I've been multiple times as an adult, which is kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> I lo- I love it so much. Yeah, that's
2: totally weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Funny. I went once as a child. This could be my third time as an adult. So, yeah. Um, But I love Epcot's, uh, the Festival of Nations. The Food and Wine
2: Festival? Oh, it
1: is the Food and Wine Festival. I've never been to that. Mm -hmm. But then they also, around the um, Fountain at Epcot. The World Showcase, yeah. Yeah. Which I always refer to as drink around the world. But uh, (laughs) I know it's like culturally, you know, showcasing different countries. So, sure.
2: Yeah. What is uh, what is Hannah's uh, most excited? What what is she looking forward to most? So I don't know if she's looking forward to anything as much as she's terrified about certain <laughs>
1: aspects. Um, she hates rides and she <laughs> hates mascots. So we're going to Disney World.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she hates children and families and happiness. No. <laughs> She also uh, hates I mean, she's the sun. A, and she's wind. not a huge fan of
1: kids. So, yeah, this is like all of her like, oh, worst no. nightmares combined. She hates castles. Anything that looks like a giant golf ball just like freaks her out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know what she's looking forward to
0: the most, uh, but she, yeah, I, I'm really interested for her to see Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, as someone who hates all of those things also. Sure can you give some insight into why somebody would like Disney world?
2: Yeah. Um, I think in, in spite of all of that, um, well, so all of those things are, are there. Certainly all the, all the worst aspects of, uh, large, Yeah. Life. Masses of, <laughs> of humanity are not only present, but concentrated at, uh, Disney world. So like if you, if there is anything, if there's anything about people, that um just really grates you you can almost guarantee that you will be hyper exposed to it at disney world um but that's this, that this said, doesn't
1: come out until after the trip right she, like she won't hear this right yeah you guys will
2: be <laughs> long settled if in so um, john
1: i might have a ticket to disney world for you
2: <laughs> hey now you're talking <laughs> hannah just wait till the kids are like snotting and sweating all over you and <laughs> Uh, well, all of that stuff is uh is there but it 's it 's against a backdrop that is unlike anything else that you could experience anywhere uh, um, Hannah asked me she
1: 's like what like what about Disney World? do you like so much and i I said the attention to detail mm-hmm. and she 's like that 's really not what you hear a lot when people are like <laughs> i can 't wait to go to Disney and see the attention to detail
0: <laughs> uh, i I have heard that a lot, actually. (laughs) Maybe I just run in a certain crowd, different circles. Yeah, uh,
1: like when I see a small child running through Disney, like pointing at like a character walking by, I just want to like go to him and be like, "You're missing all the best parts." Believe
2: me, they put so
1: much work into this, (laughs) and all you care about is Goofy walking by.
2: You should go stand in a line and look at the stuff next to the line. (laughs) So this this will not surprise anyone familiar with me or this show, but uh I have actually done that to a certain degree. Like I uh, there have been points in my life Wait, where I was gone up to a kid and told him that he was appreciating it wrong. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well that but the other thing too. All right. There I have I have a new favorite part of Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I have made special trips to like Barren corners of various theme parks, just so I could stand there for a little while and try to inspire other people to like walk over, so that then I could say like if they asked, I could be like, oh, well, ex attention uh, designed this so that you could see it from either Frontierland or Adventureland, and it'll fit thematically no matter what vantage point you're looking at. Are you talking about the dead rapper? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> Seriously. A- ex attention. he was a, an Imagineer who uh, was one of the main um, uh, uh, guys behind the Haunted Mansion and a lot of the 60s Disneyland rides. All right,
0: can we get a link in the show notes?
2: Yeah. And can we get a link to
0: Tentacion? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No. All right. But if he had anything to do will, with Disney,
2: I, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> no, but he has a strangely <laughs> similar name that I didn't
2: know came from something that... I think that's how his last name is pronounced. Uh, Let me look this up.
0: Do you know who I'm talking about, Travis? I I have no idea who you're talking
2: about. Oh. <clears throat> um, it's Xavier Atencio, is the Imagineer, but he he went by X. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. That's why, yeah. <laughs> you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not! I'm not <laughs> crazy! <laughs> John has also
1: yelled that at children at Disney
0: World. <laughs> there, there is a very popular uh uprising rapper that uh got killed about a year ago and i'll I'll share a link with you so you can all right get into that yeah nice you don't listen to trap
1: <laughs> i don't mean to be insensitive, but would you still classify him as up and coming if he is dead?
0: <laughs> I said there was a and as it tends to be posthumously he had a lot of releases and got more popular and everybody's like putting his uh, verses on their tracks and stuff.
2: Yeah. You know, putting verses on their tracks, <laughs> <laughs> the kids. <laughs> well, I'm very excited for both of you. Thank uh, you. I, I hope you have a good time. I hope Hannah is completely freaked out and overwhelmed and uh, in, in the best possible way. Yeah. It'll be just like our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I can come? Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Nick?
0: Uh, I took a trip recently. Oh. Yeah. Is this about London? Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Uh, You have to hear about the food there. (laughs) Uh, No, this past weekend, um, one of my friends who was from St. Louis and moved to uh, outside of Seattle uh, came back. And invited us to go camping with him And I just want to put this PSA out there For anyone listening That if you invite people to go camping You can't just tell them the name of the campground And that's it Because <laughs> we <laughs> tried to get more information about it But we drove uh, two hours outside of St. Louis And got there and couldn't find them Found Eventually found the campsite that they were at but then it was two hours later of us, like, walking around. And, by the way, we were only going for a day trip. We did not stay overnight. So most of our trip was trying to find them. Uh, we did have a good time on the river and saw some old friends, took the dogs with us. It was a good time.
2: But um, See, this actually sounds like the perfect day trip where, like, you you, you spend it en route or... Um, in in like a, a an orbit around the yeah. actual event or All gathering. Trip,
0: no destination. And
2: no destination. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds perfect. Oh man,
1: that that should be like Nebraska's
0: tourism slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do think he's kind of genius though, because when I was in college, I w- would come home and have that thing where you know I haven't been in the area in a while, and I would have a stress over me about who I was going to see because I was only going to be there for like two days, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to, I would secretly come back and just tell this group of people and then go see them. And then the next time I'd go see another group of people and Blake solved it. You go two hours to the side of it and you say, Hey, if I'm good enough, then you come see me (laughs) force all of them to come to this location. It's brilliant.
2: It is brilliant. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Do you have any trips? Uh, have I talked about my recent trip? I don't know if I have. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I went to the Lake of the Ozarks a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. And... I love the Lake of the Ozarks. I don't know what it is about the Lake of the Ozarks. It's just
2: great. It well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to love about it. It has, uh, more coastline than California. It has, uh... Anyway, hey, wait, wait, save um, it for the lakes episode. <laughs> <laughs> I see. The funny thing is, I don't love Lake of the Ozarks, and yet I keep <laughs> going back. Um, <clears throat> it is. I've likened it this this trip. It occurred to me that it is basically like vacationing in like Baldwin or um, <laughs> or Chesterfield, um, <laughs> but with water. which are suburbs of of St. Louis. Yeah, there is a large body of water um, that is pretty omnipresent, but uh, otherwise it is just a lot of white people and SUVs. Um, Man, you know, Charles
1: Manson would have excelled at Lake of the
2: Ozarks. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have, yeah. I So I had not been back. Uh, I, my parents bought a timeshare in Lake of the Ozarks when I was like 11 or 12. And so up until the time I was about 15 or 16, uh, I would go there once every summer. And so I became pretty familiar with it. And um, really, I just remember like watching a lot of movies, you know, like we would go out and play miniature golf or whatever, but we weren't like seafaring folk. We didn't have a boat or anything. So, so it was like going to Chesterfield. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would go to the video store on one on Monday. I would get two movies. I would go home and watch them. (laughs) I would take them back to the video store on Tuesday and get two more movies and then go watch them. So get to the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's perfect. It was a great way to spend the summer vacation. Um, So I haven't been back in like 24, 25 years. And my, my that, recollection... That, 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 that video movie store is not still there. <laughs> the video <laughs> store is gone. The video store has been demolished. All the video stores have been demolished. What do we do here? <laughs> <laughs> I was a little despondent when we got into town because... Not because there were no video stores, but... Um, so there, the, the Lake of the Ozarks was formed when uh, this uh, dam was built on the Ozark River in 1931 i believe and the area immediately south of the dam is like the original development at lake of the ozarks it's called the bagnell dam strip and it is um so a lot of the buildings there date back to like the 40s and 50s um it's when when i was going there in like the late 80s and early 90s it felt super run down it was just full of like tattoo parlors and biker joints and stuff and that's how I wanted it to be this time. Today. Like, I, I, I really, I, I was hoping, like, we would drive down this desolate stretch of road and, and maybe even see some tumbleweeds or something.
1: It's sad that as um, you were saying that in my head, I'm like, and that's what John misses about it. It's, it's not that. <laughs> it
2: absolutely is true. We get there, and part of it was because we arrived on a Sunday afternoon. But we, like, drive down the Strip, and there is nowhere to park. Every place is teeming with people. It was absolutely packed. And every storefront had, like, something in it. There were no, like, vacant uh, buildings or anything. There was one vacant motel. The economy's
1: booming. It's
2: doing really well. I hate it. They're doing just (laughs) fine. They've recovered miraculously. Um, If there is any consolation to that, it is that some of the areas that were... Um, thriving when I was a kid like that are like further down the road, those are now <laughs> in disrepair because <laughs> they've built this like super uh highway that that sort of bypasses a lot of the main uh development area, so a lot of those places now are are getting passed over and faltering so that that's that cushions the blow a little bit. <laughs> But it was a good time. I had a really good time just kind of hanging out by the pool and which we will get more into in this week's episode, reading uh, obsessively about the connections between the CIA and Charles Manson. The best way to spend
0: your summer vacation. That sounds awesome. I haven't heard. I, I do not know anything about that. So.
2: Well, listen up this week. You'll find out. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>